0: Whether you're considering a your career pivot, seeking to enhance your business acumen, or aiming to unlock new opportunities, understanding how to effectively finance a graduate degree is essential. So join us as we embark on this insightful journey, empowering you with the knowledge and resources to turn your MS or MBA dreams into reality. Welcome to the Wisconsin School of Business MBA and Master's Programs Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Parvin, Assistant Director for the MBA and Master's Programs at the Wisconsin School of Business. In this episode, we're going to dive into a topic that often weighs on the minds of prospective students, how to effectively finance that graduate degree. To discuss this topic, I'm joined by my colleague, Dale Pangborn. Welcome, Dale.
1: Oh, thanks, Randy. Great to be here.
0: Dale, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why I've invited you on this podcast today, perhaps?
1: (laughs) Of course. Well, I spend a majority of my time working with merit aid and admissions. So uh, for years, I've worked with the admissions team and uh, about a year or so ago, I've uh, taken on more of a role with merit aid, which encompasses quite a number of ways to uh, help pay for your graduate degree.
0: Dale do you, do you have a framework that listeners should use who are thinking about returning to earn a graduate degree when it came, comes to financing or finances and, and the graduate degree?
1: Certainly. Well, there, there are a lot of options because everyone's finances are a little bit different, but I think uh, some of the things that you want to bring uh, bring to mind right away are current spending, savings and current debt so i think you need to take a, a good picture of where your financial uh, you need to take a good picture of where your finances are right now and from that point then you need to look at you know, the time frame kind of build out a timeline of how long you have until you begin your program that's going to determine a lot about structuring your personal budget uh, and managing debt and so on. But I think it's important to create a plan uh, based on some of these areas and just be mindful of some of the things that will creep into your life uh, as you take on the graduate program. So again, be a little bit different for everyone, but um, really identifying these the personal areas. Also to consider some things like merit aid, areas that you may be eligible for, this is again going to encompass quite a number of areas it could be merit aid from your application there could also be student loans in the mix so a number of areas might be uh, might be impacted Uh, and then you know if you're going to consider loans uh, i do encourage responsible borrowing Um, the last thing you want to have when you leave a program is to be saddled with too much debt and to be burdened by that so i think um from the onset to begin identifying some of the personal options that you have and then merit-based funding and then lastly student loans you use the phrase merit aid what is merit aid good question so merit aid could be considered um, scholarships so a scholarship that you may be awarded uh, when you initially apply it could also be a tuition award uh, tuition awards would be in the form of, say, a partial tuition award or a full tuition award. Um, additionally, uh, teaching assistantships would be considered merit aid. Now, those are a pretty rare thing to be awarded at admission. I would to say too rare, but the, it's rare that a student would have one of those coming into the program. Um, it's more likely that a student may see that uh, available to them in their second year. but um, uh, those are all very influential when uh, considering different finances.
0: If I'm an applicant, how do I make myself as competitive as possible for Meron Aid?
1: Well, I think it starts with every part of your application. So from the very start of the application process, uh, determining who to have represent you as, a say, a, a recommender, uh, examples that you're going to include in your essay. Now, the essay writing is, is really important because it gives the committee an opportunity to understand more about who you are and how the program is going to impact you. Uh, these are all ways that you can strengthen your application, the areas that you're in charge of, uh, ways that you can, uh, again, express your interest in the program and how we're going to help you uh, help you get there. I think that's that's an important piece areas that you're not really able to change could be your undergraduate degree or maybe um, uh, a GMAT or GRE score. I guess if you're unhappy with your GMAT or GRE, you could retake that. Uh, but those are all ways that you can strengthen the application. Uh, and that will help the committee uh, understand more about you. And then that will be a uh, you know, the stronger the application, the more likely a candidate may receive merit. And each applicant is reviewed for merit. And so that's an important piece. So at admissions, when the committee is reviewing, I'm in the same room with the committee, and we're all talking about what's the 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 best uh, uh, offer that we can make to a candidate. And uh, so I think that's the time where the merit is decided upon. and uh, I think, so making your application as strong as possible, that's the best thing a student can do. We haven't talked a bit about
0: educational loans at a, at a high level. Can you share with people maybe the process and options?
1: Sure, sure. So um, if you're you know, able to use your personal uh, savings and not incur debt, that's a great way to um to go about getting your degree. But if you choose to take on student loans, um, there is uh, a federal loan option available for domestic candidates. And this is through the US Department of Education. It is um, it, it's a direct unsubsidized loan is what it's called. And again, it's made uh, directly by the US Department of Education. And the repayment for this loan begins six months after you graduate and uh, so it allows you to go to school complete your program and then have a little bit of a grace period to get settled into a new position and then you begin repaying six months uh, after you graduate this is not based on financial need uh, but a credit check is required for this uh, loan and interest begins accruing when the funds are dispersed and so you will accrue that interest through the life of the loan and i mean it is um, i think it's a good idea it's not required to make a payment but i think it's a good idea to to make a payment if you can um, to reduce your overall uh, total uh, loan debt or repayment amount Um, but um, yeah so that's that's the first one is the the direct unsubsidized loan Uh, but you'll need to use that loan first before moving on to what we call a plus loan and uh, the plus loan is a credit based uh, educational loan and that's made available through again the u.s department of education and uh, you can actually visit financialaid.wisc.edu so again financialaid.wisc.edu and uh, this is for u.s citizens or permanent residents um for international students you may want to uh, connect uh, in your home country uh, see what student loans are available there I know there's a the number of increasing number of uh, loans for international students as well are there private loan possibilities or yep, are, yep. How, how does that work well private loans um It basically, um, it's meant to provide additional funds after you've exhausted both of these other two options. And that can be, uh, you can get those loans through commercial banks. Um, They're going to offer some fixed, could be a variable rate. Um, There are some maximum loan amounts that you'll want to look at, some different borrowing uh, qualifications and repayment schedules. And of course, the interest rates are going to vary. I think that's where um, staying within Mm. the, the federal loan options may be the the best option. But if you can't, private loans uh, may be available, likely going to be at a higher interest rate though.
0: Well, Dale, is there anything that uh, we've missed when it comes to financing a graduate degree that uh, we should have talked about?
1: I think you've covered, we have covered everything <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that there is. But um, yeah, I, th- I think we've covered it all.
0: All right. Well, thank you, folks, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the graduate programs available at the Wisconsin School of Business, email us at MBA at WSB Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Wisconsin School of Business
1: MBA and Master's Programs podcast on Wisconsin.